0: Good morning, God is good all the time, amen. So the year 2020, looking back, most of us, if not all of us, can probably agree that 2020 has been a difficult year. There's been sadness and separation and sickness and death, loss of jobs, loneliness and financial struggles, school closings. We had to teach our own kids. And it could go on and on. You could list it forever. And I'm sure you can add whatever difficulty you had in the year 2020. And you know, it would be easy not to recognize any blessings in this time. In troubled times, sometimes we dwell on the negative But today we're not going to do that. (laughs) Today we're going to take a look back at the blessings of 2020 because we have a mighty and loving God. We have a God that is always with us. And it it tells us in the Bible in in many stories, but I've kind of just picked out a couple. Daniel in the lion's den. God was with him. God is with us today. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego walking through the fiery furnace. Jesus was with them. Just like Jesus and God is with us today. You probably have a favorite story just like one of these in the Bible that you call on many, many times. So let's let's take a look at the blessings even though it was a difficult 2020. Blessings that could include like uh, our Mission House, I talked to our volunteers at the Mission House. They've continued to serve those in need. And also in Montgomery County, there have been even more places that have opened to serve those in need. Inventory is better than, than we could imagine. So the Mission House is doing, has been blessed in serving others our services here the world wanted churches to halt gatherings and get-togethers and services we have been blessed here that we've been able to remain fellowshipping and gathering and, and worshiping and praising God even online if the pandemic did hit somebody They were able to hear God's word through online services. We had a church budget, I talked to them, that was met in 2020 in a year of uncertainty and difficulty. Believers somehow found a way to continue in their giving. So the church has been blessed. We as people, we've been blessed with more family time through this difficult time where we, we could share with our family and be spend more time. I can remember back in the day when I was working. Fortunately, I'm retired now. When I was working, there were times that I wanted to spend with my family, but it, I just didn't make the time. So through this, pandemic these difficult times family time became more often a blessing prayer life if each of us will examine our prayer before 2020 versus during 2020 i'm sure we'd see a difference maybe we prayed for others more or maybe we prayed for healing more Or maybe we prayed for employment more. Or maybe we prayed for our church more. Maybe we prayed for family members more. We might have prayed for our nation even more. Prayer became an important important part of, of people's lives. You can probably add here whatever you might have prayed about the most. But prayer has been a blessing. It brought us closer to God. Uh, There are some personal blessings. You might have your own. I'm going to share a couple of mine with you. And this is when I'm going to get emotional. God has... God has been with me my whole life. He... uh, He led me into work and retirement. Like I said, I'm retired now. He uh, let my wife join me in retirement. I saw a uh, granddaughter that accepted Christ. I saw her baptized. I saw another year. That I made memory, memories with my family and my friends. I've been blessed, and if you look, you have been too. God is with us. And uh, thinking about this, I went through, and I've listed some of the blessings of 2020 that are blessed uh, that are that are listed in God's Word, His promises, His blessings what we can expect for him, what he's going to do for us. He gives us love. He gives us peace. He gives us joy. He gives us comfort. He gives us grace. He gives us mercy. He gives us forgiveness. He gives us salvation. He gives us eternal life. That's a lot of blessings. We can look back, and we can always look forward to it in the future. Mm -hmm of all these things that he promises. So in 2020 each of us have been offered all of this and more. Every waking moment of 2020 this has been offered to every person in the world just to accept Jesus and receive his many blessings. The one and only thing that we need in 20 that we needed in 2020 was Jesus Christ. And it's still the only thing we're going to need in the years to come. So I would like to close with John sixteen thirty eight. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. <laughs>
1: What I am going to do this morning will be just a little bit different. This is one of the worst rules of Baptist audiences, spread out. I mean, you could at least spread out in the middle where we could see you. Uh, That would be nice. What I'm going to do today is a little bit different. Um, I understood Mike's uh, request when, when, when he asked me about this, to bring a word of encouragement from the word of God. And that is exactly what I intend to do this morning, is to read to you the Word of God. So I'm going to ask you, if you have a Bible, to please pick it up right now. Uh, Open it up. You can start by turning to Isaiah chapter 40. My prayer today is that God's Spirit will speak to you today through His Word, so that each of you, and we corporately as His people and His church, We will be encouraged to trust in and wait in the Lord, to hold fast our faith in the Lord, to stir up and encourage each other to love and good deeds, to run with endurance the race that is set before us, to overcome and win the victory by keeping our eyes on our Heavenly Father and on Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. I'm going to apologize on the front end because I have not been able to read through this uh, series of scriptures on my own uh, without breaking down. My prayer for you, please let the Spirit speak to you through God's Word this morning. This is not about learning, this is about listening to God. So, beginning in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 1 Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that her warfare is ended He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with young. Verse 21. Do you not know? Do you not hear? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers, It is he who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them like a tent to dwell in. It is he who brings princes to nothing and makes the rulers of the earth as emptiness. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel? My way is hidden from the Lord, and my rights are disregarded by my God. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Turn to Hebrews chapter 9. We're going to be in chapter 9, chapter 10, and uh, chapter 12. Chapter 9, beginning in verse 24. For Christ has entered, not into holy places made with hands, which are copies of the true things, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God on our behalf. Verse 26. He has appeared once for all at the end of the ages to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And just as it is appointed for man to die once, and after that comes judgment, So Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. Chapter 10, verse 19. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh, And let us consider how to stir one another up to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Verse 35, therefore do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward, for you have need of endurance. You have need of endurance so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised, For yet in a little while the coming one will come and will not delay, but my righteous one shall live by faith. And if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who have faith and preserve their souls. Chapter 11 of Hebrews is about faith. And it's about the heroes of faith, and it talks about the heroes of faith. We're going to skip that chapter and pick up in chapter 12, verse 1, which refers back to the heroes of faith and the faith that they demonstrated. Chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings to us closely, and let us run with endurance, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand on the throne of God. Consider him, that is Jesus, who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. Verse 6, For the Lord disciplines, the Lord instructs, is another translation of that word, the one he loves, and he chastises every son whom he receives. It is for discipline. It is for instruction that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. Verse 10, he disciplines us for our good so that we may share in his holiness. For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Therefore, Lift up your drooping hands, strengthen your weak knees, and make straight paths for your feet, so that what is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather healed. Strive for peace with everyone, and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it many become defiled. See to it that no one is sexually immoral or unholy like Esau, who sold his birthright, for a single meal. Verse 18. For you have not come to what may be touched by blazing fire and darkness and gloom and a tempest. Speaking about Mount Sinai, where the law was given through Moses. Verse 22. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to innumerable angels in festal gathering, and to the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, and to God, the judge of all and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. See to it that you do not refuse him who is speaking. Verse 28, Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, and let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. For our God is a consuming fire. Now, if you'll turn with me to the uh, book of Revelation, and we're going to pick up reading at length in chapter 19, but I want to read just a little bit from uh, chapters 2 and th- two and 3 and chapter 12. We're going to look at the letters to the churches uh, in chapters 2 and 3. We're just going to look at the exhortations in those letters. Every one of the letters to the churches ends with the same exhortation. He who has ears, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who has ears, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And then that exhortation is followed with a promise. Hear the promises to the churches, to the church at Ephesus, to the one who overcomes, I will grant to eat the tree of the tree of life. To the church of Smyrna, to the one who overcomes, excuse me, the one who overcomes will not be hurt by the second death. To the church at Pergamon, to the one who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna, which is the bread of life, and I will give him a white stone and a new name written on the stone. To the church at Thyatira, the one who overcomes and who keeps my works until the end. To him I will give authority over the nations. And then he also promises in verse 28, and I will give him the morning star. To the church at Sardis, the one who overcomes will be clothed thus in white garments, and I will never blot his name out of the book of life. I will confess his name before the Father and before his angels. To the church of Philadelphia, the one who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of God. Never shall he go out of it, and I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God and my own new name. And then to the church at Laodicea, to the one who overcomes, I will grant him to sit with me on my throne. Chapter 12, verse 10, picks up with this thought about overcoming. It says, And I had heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ has come. For the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God. And they overcame him, by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony. For they love not their lives, even unto death. Let's move towards the end of the Bible. The final message that we get from God, beginning in chapter 19 of Revelation, verse 1. After this I heard what seemed to be the loud voice of a great multitude in heaven crying out, Hallelujah! Salvation and glory and power belong to our God, for his judgments are true and just. For he has judged the great prostitute who corrupted the earth with her immorality and has avenged on her the blood of his servants. Once more they cried out, Hallelujah! The smoke goes up from forever and ever, and the 24 elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshiped God who was seated on the throne, saying, Amen! Hallelujah! And from the throne came a voice saying, Praise our God, all of you his servants who fear him, small and great. Then I heard what seemed to be the voice of a great multitude, like the roar of many waters and like the sound of mighty peals of thunder, crying out, Hallelujah, for the Lord our God, the Almighty, reigns. Let us rejoice and exalt and give him the glory. And they were judged, each one of them, according to what they had done. This is, uh, then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. And if anyone's name is not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. We're getting near, but we're not there yet. Chapter 21. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. And to the one who overcomes, and the one who overcomes will have this heritage, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars. Their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. Verse 9, Then came one of the seven angels, who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues, and spoke to me, saying, Come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. And he carried me away in the Spirit to the great high mountain, and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God having the glory of God. Verse 22, And I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the Lord God, the Almighty, and the Lamb. And the city has no need of sun or moon to shine in it, for the glory of God gives it light, and its lamp is the Lamb. By its light will the nations walk, and the kings of the earth will bring their glory to it. And its gates will never be shut by day. There will be no night there. They will bring into it the glory and the honor of the nations, but nothing unclean will ever enter it, nor anyone who does what is detestable or false, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. And in chapter 22, Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, brightest crystal flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, And through the middle of the street of the city, also on either side of the river, the tree of life, with its twelve kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit each month, these leaves of the tree were for healing of the nations. No longer will there be anything accursed but the throne of God and of the Lamb. No longer will there be anything accursed, but the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and his servants will worship him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads, and night will be no more. There will be no need of light, the light of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. And then verse 6, He said to me, these words are trustworthy and true. And the Lord, the God of the spirits of the prophets, has sent his angel to show his servants what must soon take place. Behold, I am coming soon, Blessed is the one who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. Verse 10, And he said to me, Do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is near. Let the doer still do evil, and the filthy still be filthy, and let the righteous still do right, and the holy still be holy. Behold, I am coming soon bringing my recompense with me to repay each one for what he has done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes so that they may have the right to the tree of life and they may enter the city by the gates, outside of the dogs, the sorcerers, the sexually immoral, murderers and idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. I Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you about these things for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright and the morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come. Let the one who hears say, come. And let the one who is thirsty, come. Let the one who desires take the water of life without price. Verse 20. He who testifies to these things says surely I am coming soon and then revelation ends with a prayer come Lord Jesus Mm. may the grace of the Lord Jesus be with us all amen
2: if you would uh, just uh, we're getting ready to uh, go to the Lord in prayer and so I'm a pretty simple guy and uh, so when we were talking about uh, what we're going to do this morning, it was a reflection on the past and, and looking forward. So uh, I'm just reminded of 13, uh, Hebrews 13:8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And, forever. and so as we enter prayer, there's a song by Casting Crowns, and it says that, you know, if you reflect back on 2020 and you want to see change uh, in your life or in your government... Uh, in your work, in your household, uh, there needs to be a change. And the change has got to start here, how the song goes, and the change needs to start now. And so it's real easy to say the here is here in this church or whatever. But what we're going to do this morning is we're going to take a time and reflect on ourselves because the here is the here. So you can hide from me and I can hide from you, but we're not hiding anything from Christ. Mm-hmm. And so if we're not right with ourselves in our daily walk, then how can we expect something to change? If we want to share the gospel, because if you're a member here, you know, that God, the gospel changes lives and we believe that. That's right. And so if we're not sharing the gospel with ourselves, how are we going to share it with somebody else? If we're not where we're supposed to be, how are we going to worry about the ones on that board over there? So it starts right here, and it starts right now. So take a few minutes and reflect on your walk with Jesus Christ. As we continue to pray, we come here as a a group of believers unified with one goal and it's easy to get into a place where we watch others do their thing and we see things happen but enter now and talk to the Lord about what is your role in serving here in this place what is the role of our church And the part you play in it. Father God, we come to you today as a broken people. Father, we fail you, we know that. But, Father, those of us that know you as our Lord and Savior, and for those of you that don't, we'll, there will be time for that. But for, for those of us that do, I pray, Father, that we're aligned with your will. I pray, Father, that we're not just buying a ticket and watching the game. That when we accepted that gift, we accepted a responsibility. And so, Father, help us to be that person, that person that that cares enough about our brother and sister, that we'll get uncomfortable, that we'll work within our own lives, Father, to, to be more pleasing to you so that we're more prepared when we are uncomfortable. And Father, we, as we reflect on ourselves and then we come together as a body of believers, Father, this isn't a box to check off. It's not a something to do on a Sunday morning to say we went to church because that's what we do. But Father, I pray that as we come together corporately, that we come with a desire to experience you. We come with a desire to hear from you hear direction for our lives and for our church father father to hear from you how we can be your voice and your vehicle in the lives of others and so father you put this place you you made this church over 200 years ago and it's still here for some reason and the only reason i can think of is because you want it to be Because you're not done with it and with us. And so, Father, be with us. We are the church. Lead and guide us, Father. Help us to truly be a lighthouse into our community and to our world. We ask all these things in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen.